Welcome to Wild Tater, the food forest podcast. I'm Charles Hathaway. Today we are going to talk about the walking onion, sometimes called the Egyptian walking onion, Allium sepa proliferum, or Allium proliferum. Now, since we're in that classification, I'll briefly say that um, it has in the past been considered a uh, variant of Allium sepa, which is the traditional onion, um, but they've since come to um, decide, uh, whoever they is, scientists have decided that it's actually a cross between uh, the Allium sepia and the Allium fistulosum. So it is a cross that has perpetuated itself, kind of becoming its own Thing, which is has been coined Allium proliferum. So, now if you're into onions and you are into food forestry, you want some walking onions for the simple reason that it's a perennial onion, meaning that the same plant is growing up from the same, or a plant is growing up from the same rootstock year after year. Now, you may assume because regular onions, the sepa, is a, uh, a bulb that it's going to come back every year like irises or tulips, something, well, tulips bad example, but, uh, but like irises, let's say, they don't. And, you know, I, I say that gently because sometimes they can come several years in a row, but generally they just live the two years. They're a biennial, traditionally, uh, the uh, Allium sepa, the traditional onion is, which means that the first year it mostly grows greens, the second year it goes to flower and seeds, and then it ends its life cycle and it will just kind of, you know, be eaten and, and, you know, likely not come back. Sometimes they do make it another year or two, but uh, again, the walking onion is special because it is a perennial onion. And if you're familiar with walking onions, you'll know that it is an onion where at the kind of peak of its its stem, um, it, it will grow flowers, but uh, but also it will grow a some little bulbs on the top of the onion itself. I mean the 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 stem itself. So it'll it'll grow the stem up and pop out a bunch of what looks like little pearl onions, which is exactly what they are really. They're small onions that are clones of the the same onion. Kind of like how you get a spider plant, growing little spider plants on the end. This is an onion that grows little onion plants on the end. And they are little clones of the original and they will, as it cools and, uh, you know, it gets tall and then, and then cools and, and starts falling to the ground, those little bulbs will root themselves into the ground wherever they land and so it's walking along year after year. It's extending out these runners that are starting new onion plants. And I had to research a bit to see if, well, we, you say that it's perennial, but are we talking true perennial or is it just perennial in the sense that it's planting new ones on its own every year? And the answer that I keep coming across and, and that uh, the various websites, universities, and so forth tend to say is that it is genuinely perennial, that it's growing uh, new greens from the same root 
and it's growing out these runners. And if that's the case, as it seems to be from everything I research, then this is a true perennial onion, which is a really cool thing. We'll talk about why when we get to the food part. First, let's talk about how to grow it. First off, it uh, grows in the cold hardiness zones 3 to 10, which means it can withstand cold down to negative 40 Fahrenheit, which is also negative 40 Celsius. That's kind of the point where Fahrenheit and Celsius are the same. It's at negative 40. It prefers soil that is a pH of between 4.5 and 8.3. Now, if you're familiar with soil pH, basically that means this can grow just about anywhere. I mean, 4.5 is like is like burning acid, and 8.3 is is like caustic alkaline almost, at least to other plants. You know, so so this has a very wide range of soils. It's not picky about the kind of soil, in that sense. Um, the watering needs are fairly low. Um, you may need to water if you're planting from seed to get it started, um, but once you can get it going. It'll just do its thing, and it's very drought tolerant once it's established. It'll just grow year after year and plant new ones. You can have an onion patch just by getting them started and then kind of leaving them be, which is exactly what we're looking for in a food forest. Now, the harvest season, if you're talking about the greens, is early spring, and if you're talking about the bulb, is late summer to early fall. Having said that, you can eat any part of the onions at any time. The only thing I haven't found anything about eating is the seeds, like the hardened dry seeds. I don't recommend that. I, I've, if you see how hard they are, I can't imagine that would be a pleasant experience anyway. Um, the green seeds, however, would probably be quite delightful. But um, otherwise, the whole plant is, is edible, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But the point I'm trying to make is that the, the best time, or the most you know, optimal flavor time for the greens is in spring and the bulb is early fall. Now it's, um, it takes a year before it is mature. So if you're planting from seed, you can harvest some greens if you want. I would recommend letting it sit for a year before doing anything with it. And then um, it will become a full bulb and then you can harvest the greens, you can harvest the bulb, whatever you'd like, okay. Now, if you are wanting to propagate this by seed, and uh, for most people, this is not going to be something they will be concerned about because it will clone itself so readily that if you're just wanting a bunch of onions, then you can do that just by planting one and it will, it will send out those little pearl onions at its tips and it'll tip over and start new ones. Or you can pop them off and plant them where you want. That's fine. But if you're wanting to guide its adaptation, to, to guide its succession in such a way as to make them either more um, hardy to your area, perhaps breeding for particular features like you know size or flavor or whatever, um, then you're going to need to do that by seed. And to grow onions, to, to get them to grow seed, you need multiple plants from different seeds. Now with walking onions, that's important to keep in mind because you may buy yourself a two pound bag of walking onion, you know, pearls, but they might all be clones of the same plant. 
Now, that's not entirely a problem because uh, it's not so much that they are not... It's not so much that they are self-sterile so much as you've got to understand how an onion um, fertilization process is. It has both the male organ and the female organ. But what it will do is it will do the fe the male organ, which produces the pollen, puts it out there, wind is knocking around, bugs, whatever. It will finish up doing its pollen, go away, the pollen will go away, and then the female part comes out, the, the flower that or the part of the flower that uh, that produces the seed. Now, the pollen's done. So how are you going to get that pollen to the female part? And so by by that token, it's considered a self-sterile or not self-pollinating. But when you've got a bunch of onions around, this one's coming up a week later than that one. This one's coming up a week earlier than both of them. They're coming at different times. You'll get an overlap of some of them having their male organs, some having their female um, doing their things at the same time. And so by that token, if you have a bunch of them, they should do okay. If you have all clones, well, you'll probably get pollination because uh, as long as they're not all in the exact same setting and therefore all flowering at the exact same time, then the one over in the shade may take a little longer to get to flower or this one over here in the you know beating hot tip of the hill may uh, take longer because of that you know different settings that they're in so you may get cross-pollination between the different ones um, because they're the different plants are you know, in different settings and therefore coming up at different times. You may have, if you have enough of them, chances are there's going to be a few early birds just for random reasons, which will work out for everybody. But if you want to, if you're really trying to uh, produce for, you know, uh, genetic diversity that will lend itself to moderation over time, then I recommend starting them from seed initially so that you have lots of different plants uh, of different genes to start with. Maybe you could just get seeds from a couple different sources, um, different states even, you know, uh, based on where online you're ordering them from, whatever. Um, and, and then you'll get quite a bit of genetic diversity, and then you can easily propagate them by seed. Okay, that was a big long answer for how to pollinate Walking onions. Okay, so the size and maturity. This is kind of fun. They get to four feet tall or 1.2 meters tall um, when they're full size, which is pretty cool. Their sun needs, they like full sun. They love full sun. They just, they, if they have their preferred habitat, they would uh, take a warm, sunny, well-drained meadow or field where they can get the occasional rain, occasional sprinkling, whatever, but mostly just a nice, hot, dry field. That's what they would kind of prefer. I, I think that's probably the case with most onions. Um, if you ever find wild onions in the wild, that's where you find them. Um, one point that I wanted to make about the sun aspect um, which is kind of interesting. 
there's a principle in plant growing that uh, the more harsh the sun situation, the more compact the nutrient and flavor density will be. So, you know, if you're trying to grow a really spicy hot pepper, you're going to get a spicier pepper growing in the open sun than you will in partial shade or dappled sun or something like that. And as far as onions and garlic are concerned, if you like onions, but they're usually too much for you, too powerful, plant them in the shade or at least part shade um, so that because what that will do is it softens the, you know, that chemical makeup um, when they come out. They, um, if you've ever grown something like a mustard plant in full harsh sun and e even more so if you don't water them. This is that's another thing, is that the more the less you water and the more sun they get, the more dense will be its flavor. And if it's something like a garlic or onion that already has a very dense flavor, and you like that really dense, deep, harsh, spicy flavor, then plant them in the in the hot sun and don't give them more water than they absolutely need, and you'll get some super strong stuff. If you're wanting a lighter flavor. Plant them in a nice shady spot and give them lots of water. And you'll have it dulled down so much that you can almost bite into that onion like an apple. It's, it's just so such a mild flavor, likely. You know, depending on your soil and other aspects. But, but that rule of thumb for sun and, um, and flavor, as well as water and flavor, um, is kind of useful with the onion family. Garlic and onion and so forth. Okay, so the growth rate of the walking onion is fast. It, they, they grow fairly quickly once they, you know, uh, get started. And, of course, every year when they come out, they'll shoot back out again. The average lifespan, the only thing I can find on the average full lifespan is indefinite. And that could be because it's cloning itself all the time. You know, it's like, it's like the aspen trees that are extending over you know, uh, miles and miles. Which one's the original tree and, and when does it die? Um, it's, it's hard to keep track of those kinds of things if you're not individually tracking it. I, and I haven't heard anything that suggests a uh, specific lifespan for the walking onion. If you can find that information, um, send me the, the source. I would love to no more detail about that. And they are in the Amaryllidaceae family, which is the Amaryllis family, um, which kind of makes sense when you look at the bulb and, you know, how they grow and so forth. It's, it's kind of cool. And anything allium is in that family. So if you have giant alliums, those are onions. They're a kind of onion, um, which is kind of cool. Anyway, I don't feel much need to tell you how to prepare an onion for eating. I mean, it's an onion. It's it's not like it's a, a bizarre, you know, strange cousin that's so far out that you have to prepare it different than an onion. Not at all. It's an onion. I mean, it, it's just that it's a kind of onion that uh, is perennial and grows the cool onions with the tips and so forth. So, you know, you can look up recipes for how to cook onions. That's That's easy. What I will mention about this that uh, not everyone knows is that 
with onions, walking onion included, the greens are absolutely edible, as are the flowers. Now, I don't harvest my onion bulbs. And the simple reason is, well, I like them to come back. And I can sometimes get two or three years out of one onion by simply harvesting the greens. Now, some people will say, but don't you have to get green onions for to grow onions? And that's just a matter of preference. Onions are onions. And, you know, one that has just, you know, was bred for beefy, thick bulb, you can still eat the greens. They, they may not have the light um, texture that the, uh, you know, quote-unquote official green onions would have, which is a very light, really quite flimsy green onion. Um, but uh, an onion is an onion. The way I think of it is kind of like apples. Now, there are apple varieties that uh, are especially good for pies. And, and not that great for eating. And there's others that are great for eating fresh, but don't really cook well because they fall apart and become mush. And there's others that are great for sauce, but are not great for other uses and so forth. And yet all of them, you can use any of the apples for anything. It's just, it's just that some things may be a little bit more the specific to particular uses. And so that's the way it is with onions too. You can eat the greens. You can eat the bulb of any of the onions. And walking onion is no exception. In other words, you could eat the greens and let the bulbs um, go and sprout their new ones and you know do their walking thing all over the place and just cut off the leaves. And admittedly, it can be a little tricky if you're not familiar with onions to tell the leaves from the stem which is also equally edible it's not like it, there's anything to worry about about getting the wrong thing except that if you're trying to get them to grow those those cool stalks you know with uh with new onions at the end um then you want to let those grow but once you can kind of get a feel for which ones are the leaves and which ones are the stems then you just harvest the leaves and leave the rest but I will also say that there is one additional feature that the walking onion has in terms of eating that others won't have, and that is those aerial bulbs. If you want to just harvest those aerial bulbs and eat them like you would any pearl onions, um, absolutely do it. Alternatively, you could, if you want just the big bulbs, then what you could do is, is wait for it to produce those small bulbs that are ready to plant, pop those off, to harvest that big bulb and then put the uh, small one or two in its place so that it will come back next year. And then you're harvesting a big bulb but not losing the plant because it, it grew these small ones that you can plant around. One or two there and then four or five elsewhere. It's kind of this perpetual onion that, you know, there, there is just no reason not to have these in the forest garden unless you just don't like onions. Now, I will say ecologically, onions are a great thing to add to your garden because they deter a great number of unpleasant bugs. Some of the ones that are, that are dangerous to your other plants, the, um, 
onions will help with that. So I try to plant garlic and onions around my trees, for example, to deter um, uh, boars and, and other um, fruit-eating bugs. And yet they will also bring some great pollinators because of those beautiful bushy flowers. So um, onions just a win-win. And it's a root layer. So get yourself some, uh, some onions, fill that root layer, deter other bugs, enjoy your onions, and thank you again, you guys, for listening.